1: You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in central Virginia.
2: From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Data from the Richmond Police Department shows that from 2020 to 2021, there were 605 reported crimes in the city's six largest public housing neighborhoods. About two-thirds of those were nonviolent property crimes. As it makes Schifres reports, Residents and advocates say those neighborhoods are over-policed.
0: Tenora Thurston has lived in Gilpin Court for 14 years with her sons. Every day, she watches Richmond police patrol her neighborhood and says she's witnessed officers harass residents and visitors. Somewhere down the line, the police
1: just lost the trust in the community. They can't be trusted.
0: Last year, Thurston says her sons were playing hide-and-go-seek with their friends when suddenly police appeared on the scene. She and Johannes Whitaker, who represents the Legal Aid Justice Center, said the officers assaulted and detained one of these children.
1: In a white neighborhood, in an affluent neighborhood, the kids would have been able to play freely.
0: An RPD spokesperson said officers are more heavily deployed in neighborhoods based on the volume of calls for service, population density, and the severity of crime. Meg Schifres, VPM
1: News.
2: Teachers in Chesterfield who wish to take training courses will have to sign a form promising the sessions do not include critical race theory. The decision to require the form came this summer, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Training professionals will also have to submit quarterly list of sessions available for the school board to review. County officials have said critical race theory should not be brought into the classroom and that it's, quote, not part of their agenda. Critical race theory was developed at Harvard University and has been used for decades to examine systemic racism. It's often been politicized on the campaign trail both locally and nationally. Next month, Richmond City officials say a temporary shelter is expected to open that will house people experiencing homelessness this winter. The shelter will be located at the Quality Inn Hotel on Arthur Ashe Boulevard. Officials say it will operate for 12 to 15 hours each day. Eventually, the city plans to open a permanent inclement weather shelter at the Commonwealth Catholic Charities location on Oliver Hillway. Earlier this month, City Council approved about $2 million of federal funding to renovate the building. Virginians are voting early at an historic pace for a gubernatorial election. As Jordan Paschal from partner station WAMU reports, extending early voting is just
1: one of the election changes in the Commonwealth. 725,000 Virginians have already cast their ballots ahead of the November 2nd election. This comes after a historic expansion of voter access in the Commonwealth. Recent legislation includes expanded early voting with no excuse required, changes to the photo ID requirement, and making election day a statewide holiday. The General Assembly also passed the Voting Rights Act of Virginia this year, which aims to prevent discrimination by local elections officials. Virginia Tech political science professor Brandine Faulkner notes it's a dramatic change. Because of past discrimination, the state was once under federal oversight under the Civil Rights Act.
0: What we've seen in Virginia over the past couple of years is quite remarkable. The state has gone from being a leader and model
3: for voter suppression being a leader and model for voter protection and expansion.
1: The expansion of voting rights has faced pushback from Republicans who cite concerns about voter fraud. Republican gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin has made it a campaign issue, promising to create an election integrity task force should he win. That was Jordan Pascal reporting. With less than a week until election
2: day, nearly 725,000 Virginians have already voted. That's according to data released Monday from the Virginia Public Access Project. Of those voters, more than 506,000 cast their ballots in person and nearly 219,000 voted by mail. About 152,000 people applied for absentee ballots that still need to be mailed in. This election day is the second time voters and election workers will head to the polls during the pandemic. As Ian Stewart reports, one returning poll worker is looking forward to the whole experience again.
1: Can I,
0: get, can I get this to us, Yes, you can get it out of the kitchen.
3: Dana Turton's daughter, Sloane, has one thing on her mind after a day of elementary school in North Chesterfield. Snacks. And getting some downtime by playing on her tablet on her family's porch swing.
0: <laughs> the important thing's after school.
3: <laughs> Dana, who works at the VCU School of Medicine both virtually and from home, says the after-school ritual is a pattern she and Sloane are used to. And another pattern she wants to continue is being a poll worker. Just as Dana was planning to sign up for her second stint this election, she got a phone call.
0: And it was our um, chief officer calling me to do it. And I recognized his voice right away and said, yep, I'll see you at 5 a.m. that Tuesday morning.
3: Last November, working the polls was considered being on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dana only saw a few voters without masks throughout the entire day.
0: Because I have a child under 12 at home, and at that point, since that was November and vaccinations were not happening yet, I just kind of stood as far back as I could and made sure to kind of just leave space myself.
3: Dana, who's fully vaccinated, says she'll continue wearing masks on Election Day. So this time the setup is we have two poll books over here and a ballot officer two poll books on this a few side. weeks ago Constance Hargrove gave me a tour of Chesterfield County's registrar's office which doubles as a polling station she's been the general registrar and director of elections for 4 years she says she's seen a steady stream of people since early voting started September 17th As of Monday, more than 29,000 people in Chesterfield have already voted in person. And according to the Virginia Public Access Project, so far over 11,000 mail-in ballots have been cast in the county. Yep, And just like the last time, we're set up back here with the voting booths. In terms of pandemic precautions, like last year, Hargrove says they'll be following all CDC guidelines, which the Virginia Department of Elections also recommends for polling stations. We have to wear a face mask. Um, And the voters, of course, are not required to wear a face mask, but we have to wear a face mask. Election workers will wipe down services on a regular basis and get people to physically distance when possible. Unlike last year, Hargrove says all poll worker training will be in person. One new training for poll workers in Chesterfield is on what types of ballots are available. We got more ballots this time. We have 10 ballot styles. Ballot styles are determined by the state, Hargrove says. With all 100 House of Delegate seats up for grabs this year, Chesterfield voters will have a role in selecting seven of those spots. So just be patient with the ballot officers as they um, try to make sure they give them the correct ballot. Dana Turton says she's pulled out her notes from last year's training to make sure she's ready, and she's looking forward to greeting new voters with this message.
0: Congratulations. This is great. We're so glad that you're here, because this is a big deal, and we're glad that you've come out to do this, and I hope it's the first of many of you doing this.
3: And like last November, she'll make sure her daughter Sloan also stops by to see mom in action.
0: You want to come visit me when I vote, Sweet Pea? Are you going to come visit me when I'm working at the (laughs) poll? We're a little tired after school, but yes, I think uh, a time to visit mama is usually, a, that's usually not a question.
3: Election day is November 2nd. Early in-person voting ends on Saturday. Okay. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Snacks basket.
2: VPM News will have updates once the polls close on election day. Listen from 7 to 11 Tuesday night at the top of each hour for live updates from the VPM News team. This is VPM News.
1: This newscast was recorded on
2: Tuesday, October 26th at 6 p.m.
1: Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at myvpm.